Gonna Go Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Pick the worst day to record. There's literally so much sports on tonight. Nah. <laughs> oh, really? Steve, Jesse's mad. He's missing all the sports. We have literally the worst place I could be in my entire life. Oh, I'm sorry. Here. Are we missing the Raptors definitely prolonging the series? Um, 101 and 129 after Game 7 on Saturday. That's what I was saying on my oh. show today. I felt like, you know... Um, we, is this the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just not in it. Where did, I'm just not really in no, it. No, you're in it. <laughs> you just, it's the same angle as before. Also, I don't know when we started. Doesn't uh, matter. It's fine. Okay. Uh, no, I just I said this could be the greatest comeback of all time. We just haven't got to the comeback part yet. You know? <laughs> Am I right? Teams who are down 3 nothing are 0-129. And why not be the one who doesn't let it get to 130? Well, I mean, I think we need to bring up uh, Herb Brooks's speech uh, to the 1980 American team in the semifinals yeah. of the Olympics. Not the finals, the semifinals. People forget that. And, huh. and what did he say, Steve, towards the end? They got LeBron. We're screwed. <laughs> it's a short movie. It's a very short movie. Man, the previews for that, I remember just like six seconds long. LeBron, screwed. Yeah, screwed. <laughs> Miss he's Miracle. He's wearing a big furry hat. <laughs> LeBron off. Man, you know, it's... As Charles Barkley perfectly said it, because the Raptors were his team. I'm he said, I'm just depressed. It's not yeah, just losing. It's losing like this. It said a lot when Charles Barkley was the guy on the panel picking the Raptors. And everyone else <laughs> said, you're probably wrong, Charles. And he just went, no. <laughs> and his argument was, we're the North. Yeah, we're and the that North. that was it. <laughs> I'm just depressed, man. <laughs> Your Charles Barkley's pretty good. I don't know. Um, yeah, really no. He's just shack a little. It does turn into shock. <laughs> shock a little bit. Man. <laughs> that, yeah, that's just all base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah take everything else out of your That Charles will come up. Shaggers yeah. is down here all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, basically. But yeah, no, I feel like I feel like the Raptors can at least get one game. They can get one game. Yeah, four. They should have had two. Uh, <laughs> they truly, they, they really should have. I saw, it was a great, I think it was a three-way conversation between Michael Grange, Eric Smith, and Blake Murphy. And they were talking about how like it could easily be three nothing Raptors, <laughs> or two one Raptors, <laughs> two one even, is the way you want to go, or even two one Cleveland, mm-hmm. and that would be acceptable. It's a series, it's a playoff series. It happens sometimes. You're down two one and win. Mm-hmm. That's not out of the ordinary, but they're down like in the most heartbreaking fashion. Oh, like it's it's. Game Two, one and three in particular. You should have won hell? game one. Number three, LeBron gets you on a buzzer beater. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, game one comes down to I think it's four missed tip-ins oh. at the last second oh. and two Van Fleet missed three pointers. And the <laughs> the Cavs didn't lead until overtime. Yes, <laughs> they never led, not once. And then ah. game three comes down to your your best players not showing up. What if they just showed up for like a little bit? You win the game because you're. <laughs> Other players showed up, and then you would have a team that you'd see in the regular season that beat everybody and had the best wins in franchise history and finished first place in the East. They would have actually showed up in Game 3 if Kyle and Damar and Ibaka could have also shown up. I have a question about that. Uh, <laughs> a question about that. Do the Raptors... Because this is... I, I wonder with this with hockey sometimes, too. There are teams that 
are deep, but they lack elite level talent. I'd say the yeah. Raptors have great talent. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say elite. I wouldn't say they've got a Kevin Durant. I wouldn't say they have a Steph Curry. I wouldn't say they have a James Harden, a LeBron James, those kind of things. In hockey, it seems that you can get far enough. Sometimes you can win without really a stud, but re- that's pretty rare. Am I wrong just saying Le- LeBron's a cheat code? Like other teams have elite talent. But I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the no, rap- no, no. Basketball works in a way where you need at least one. Like oh, we'll use the word elite player to win a championship. It's yeah. never since I don't know. I forget what year we went back to, but it was like the 1985 championship. The only two championships of the NBA without a Hall of Famer on it were the two Detroit Pistons teams. Oh wow! Who won? I think Detroit won in before the Michael run, so it would have been like 91. And what then a they, stat! And then they won Crazy. in like 2004, the Ben Wallace years and Rasheed Wallace. But that was like a collection of all stars that came together, which kind of worked to negate like one Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Raptors were just, just kind of solid. Yeah, they're just mm-hmm. a great team, but they're not a Hall of Famer. They're just a great team. You know? yeah. And the other are, Detroit oh, team had Isaiah Thomas on it, who you could argue is all, an, MB, an MVP. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I like how the Leafs are out and we're still managing to talk about Toronto losses. Well, I was going to I was gonna pull it over to the, to the playoffs and, and just kind of mirror that um, because I wondered if uh, if if there's any teams left in the league that are comparable to the Raptors, like if I look at the San Jose Sharks, oh, in the NBA, uh, NHL, yeah. sorry, and they, you know, no, do they have a? I mean, they have they have a couple Hall of Famers. Joe Thornton wasn't playing, right? But it, Dude, Brent, Brent Burns has probably got to be Hall of Famer, right? Mm, I don't know about that, but is Brent Burns? I'm trying to think. Is Brent Burns? More highly regarded in the NHL than Demar is in the NBA. Yes. Yeah, Brent Burns won an individual trophy, didn't he? Or he was nominated for. Yeah, one. I'd say if you were like ranking individual players on a top twenty-five list, Brent Burns would be higher on the NHL one than Demar would be on the NBA one. That's tough. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's not a fair comparison because no. there's so many more players. <laughs> Completely different yeah. sport. Yeah. 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 Um, the other question I have for you, and then we'll move into hockey. Oh, also, Sharks fans, sorry for is, killing Martin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> is, Dude, <laughs> he didn't play a minute of good hockey after we talked about him. And that is our fault. How? All I know is for the last four or five shows, no. straight. Oh Steven, my God! We've it's been, definitely our fault. Answer the question: How did we personally make Martin Jones play bad? I'm, I'm interested to hear this. I by mentioning him, Jesse. We've been. No, the, but how, you haven't noticed that we've just been the grim reaper of individual players and teams for like like several weeks now. I we, don't, we talked about the Raptors winning a game they lost. We talked about the Capitals winning a game they lost. What was the other one? We talked about Martin, Martin Jones being great. He stunk. I don't understand how my words that a person didn't hear can affect their play. Neither do I. There's lots of things I, mean, I, don't, I don't understand that, Martin Jones that I recognize. Uh, we know there's NHLers that listen. We know. Yeah. So Martin Jones could be one of them. I don't want to. I don't want to say that it is. I don't want to say that it's not. You think he just went I'm to bed Sean that night going, this. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> You're right. They're You're right. I am playing great. <laughs> Sorry. No, they're they're right. I am playing great. I'm just going to stop trying. Here's the thing: if my if my <laughs> That's words how elite athletes think if my words are affecting Martin Jones's play, then I should be paid a hell of a lot more for this. I'm just saying, we should all be making a lot more and a lot more than Martin Jones, and he's making significant money. I'm just saying. What else can we wish into existence? 
Leech well, no, what else can we ruin? Oh, Vegas. Yeah. Let's do we Vegas. We can only ruin things. <laughs> let's let's ruin the good story of Vegas. All right, so Vegas is going to win the cup. And now oh, they're, no. they're going to win the cup. Not oh. only Jesse, they're, they're going to win every single game from now no, until the stand. you have to mean it. Oh, no, they're going to win. You got to, oh, boy. They're going to win. Oh, boy. See, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win. Really? No. I think it'd be really fun, and I would it'd like it sick. to happen. Uh, dude, who beats Winnipeg right now? Nobody. Well, I mean, Predators Maybe have beaten Tampa. two games this series. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, let's not count out Nashville. They're pretty damn good. I know. A lot of people are talking about Winnipeg like they're already in the cup final, and I'm like, um, they still all have Nashville to go- has to do is win two straight games, which they can do. They still have to go through two Magic Vegas which, like, really, they are magic this year. And I feel bad for the Sharks because they are, and I tweeted this, forever running into that magic team. Every year, San Jose runs into the magic team in the second or third round. And did you see today that everyone was randomly talking about Florida because of Vegas? Yeah, so I... I, Which made very uh, no sense. So what happened? So it was basically what happened was on on Twitter, I, I know Jonathan Willis was tweeting about it, and some other people were saying, talking about the... Riley Smith, Jonathan, Jonathan Marcheseau. So they gave them Marcheseau so they would take on Riley Smith's contract. Yeah. Then Vegas takes them, puts them on the same line with William Carlson, and they light up the league. Sure. Um, I think Ken Campbell wrote about it. Uh, I want to say someone Ken's else. not had a great spring. Yeah, I want to say someone else. Michael <laughs> but, Trakos but, might have wrote about it. So essentially, what people are arguing, and, mm. and forgive me if I'm wrong here, is that, um, and this has just become the topic du jour today because Vegas is through, sure. um, that... For some reason, now is the time to say, Florida, you goofed. Why? No, see, no. It was sparked by the salary cap or whatever it was, screwed Florida into oh, having man. to trade Riley to Vegas. Which, right, which it didn't. Uh, the new the narrative today that's was right. the rules were unfair to the 30 teams who weren't Vegas. So people are upset about the expansion rules. Yes. And I was going to ask now you guys the question. Vegas is good. Yes. Yeah. And about to win a Stanley Cup. Potentially. Oh, nobody could have seen this. See, I was going to bring this up at the end of the at the end of the show, but this is a good question oh, for right now. Sorry. So the question is. All right. I think we're done. For no. <laughs> <laughs> the press right. conference. Seattle's coming sorry. in. All right. So is a fish a sandwich? Holy. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Why don't they have the double down but for fish? <laughs> Two pieces of cod. The, yeah. Oh, God. North Atlantic cod. Um, fish no. is overrated. Cod's plan. It is. Down at right. Red Lobster. Uh, I love sushi, Cod's but. Plan. <laughs> This is, wow. I swim this sometimes like, I don't. <laughs> oh! That was very good. Jesse! That, was a, Jesse! that should be the new song is instead of, hey, in between everything, it's just, ah! Oh! <laughs> Jesse shaved off his beard and he's just out of control now. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> you're, no, he's unhinged. Um, My dad grew a goatee for a while when I was a kid and then he shaved it and it was weird to look at him and that's how I'm looking at you today. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you're not like Ron. I'm not your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't you? <laughs> a little bit. A little Question bit. is this. Going? Question is this. James Merle tweeted this last night. Several other people tweeted oh, this last night. what does he night. want? <sighs> I like this segment. They said they can't, there's no way that they can make the rules the same for Seattle as they have for Vegas. Uh, now, I have my opinions on this, but I'd like to hear yours first. Well, uh, my opinion is uh, Greg Wyshynski's, which is uh, Seattle's paying $150 million more than Vegas did 
they're going to get at least the same rules as Vegas did. Mm -hmm. Dude, still, like, I would love to know how many people in the hockey world, how many of the 200 trusted hockey men still look at Vegas on paper with their eyes and think it's a good team. (laughs) They played Lucas Spiza the other day. They regularly play Derek Engeland. Belmar is like a significant player on that team. Dude, Cody Eakin looks like an all-star out there. Like these are William Carlson! Six, ah! six goal William Carlson. I don't Can we blame Mark Andre Fleury a little bit for it? I think we can. A little bit. A little oh, bit. He's also okay, so Florida is taking a lot of flack. Minnesota is a team. I can't remember exactly what they <laughs> and, gave And what are Vegas. your thoughts on Minnesota? Dumb. And by the way, we should get to that. <laughs> But uh, no, they gave they gave up Tuck, I think it was, in order for Vegas to also take Hala. And Vegas uses both of them. Uh, so they were getting flack. But Pittsburgh might have given up an additional second rounder for a player who might go on to win the Conn Smythe Trophy this summer. What? What? I don't know why what? that was even a question that they wouldn't take him. That was what was hilarious is George McPhee played that beautifully. No, well, and then... There was talk about like, well, he could have taken Murray and he had to agree to it. And I'm like, but wait, no. Then there was also that thing about he would only play in Vegas. What What are you talking about? Why is it? I didn't understand that. What's Marc-Andre Fleury's current save percentage? <sighs> he had a couple non-godly games. Um, so I'm going to say it plummeted. And he's a 9 4 8. I was going to say a 9-19. He's a 951. Wow! His <laughs> goal against average is a 1.53. What a bum. In his regular season, if you guys forget, he was a 927. Wow, that's is. incredible. Coming back off injury. <laughs> On an expansion test. <laughs> Third in the league for goalies <laughs> with 30 starts. And his, uh, his fourth career playoff shutout in potential series clinching games brings him one behind the all-time leader, Chris Osgood, who had five. And it might be partially the way Vegas is playing because uh, I wrote about uh, the Leafs goalie situation for an article on sportsnet.ca. If you read it today, thank you. The traffic was good. Um, but I talked about Casimir Kaskiswell, and he was loaned to Vegas's AHL team, the Chicago Wolves. And I looked through all the goalie stats for the Chicago Wolves. Oscar Dansk, Maxim Lagasse, guys who played amazing in the NHL when they were called up to Vegas. <laughs> Ho-hum, run-of-the-mill AHL goalies. Just ho-hum. When are we going to find out they were, like, recording practices or something? The Gerard Gallant is Bill Belichick? (laughs) Yeah, something, like, real (laughs) sneaky, and then everybody gets up in arms. Yeah, but if you gave, like, if you gave the (laughs) Hershey Bears, if you gave the Hershey Bears, like, a, I don't know, a playbook or, like, some sort of secret tablet of all the info you need to know about the San Jose Sharks... Mm. How many times would they need to play a seven-game series against them for them to beat them? Is George Gallant... uh, Is George Gallant the goalie? Is Uh, he coaching? The goalie, the coach? (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, Then they lose. Yes. But if Gallant was coaching... The Hershey Bears win. They win every time. There you go. I mean, George Gallant's going to win the coach of the year. There's no... There should be no question about that, and if he doesn't... It's ridiculous and you're stupid. The award exists <laughs> for him to win it this yeah, year. Yeah, that's that's how I mean how what coach normally wins it, Steve? The over it's the overachiever award. 
the how are you this good? You're supposed to be bad. It must. We can't figure it out, so it must be you. The better than you are on paper award. Adam, what what side were you on your question? Well, I have to ask you first. I oh, said I'm on the, on. yeah, of course. We're sitting here talking about a middle America hockey team. It's a good thing that they're this good. So I think Gary Batman's very happy, and Seattle will get the exact same rules. Well, middle America. Vegas? Not a hockey market yeah. team is oh, what okay. I meant to say. Oh, definitely not. It, it's like, still it's, bizarre to me. It's Everything about it is bizarre to I'm me. sorry, middle America. Like, yeah. The atmosphere seems amazing. It's not really North Dakota, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I get what Nebraska. you're saying. <laughs> Corn non- down. I'm saying non-traditional market in business terms. Las Vegas, Idaho. <laughs> you think they have I really like those Idaho? Iowa all Golden Knights. potatoes are made of, uh, all the chips are made of potatoes. I blew it. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's funny because all chips are made of potatoes. I blew it. All ch- right? Am I right? Did that, is that just going to fly are right you, over are you there? Gonna- Changing a battery or, oh, I thought you were laughing at me so bad that you had to walk away. You had to just be like, Steve, I'm done with you. Goodbye. If you think that Vegas somehow gamed the system system or got too much of an unfair advantage, as was written about today, uh, then you are wrong. (laughs) Uh, Undoubtedly, unquestionably wrong. Uh, going into this season, there wasn't one person, advanced stat, old old school guy, trusted hockey man, fan, anybody who thought this team was going to be this good. Now, I feel bad for Seattle management because no matter what, they're not going to be like this. No. And it's not fair to put them in that same category. What we are seeing right now is called magic. It's magic. This is why we like sports. So just shut up and enjoy it. Now, as far as the actual rules, you're Gary Bettman. Your job. Oh, your job is to make money for the owners and the league, right? It's the health of the league. You sold a $500 million franchise tag to Vegas, who other, who also paid $500 million for their arena, too. You're selling a $650 million tag to the Oakview Group. Let's assume Seattle does well, marginally well. And they'll do well in ticket sales. I think we know that. Like 82 points. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, what was Vegas projected to do on Dom Lecision's thing? Uh, I uh, think it was 82. 82, which 84? Was, like the most generous prediction. So if Seattle does that well, that's still, that's still an improvement. The point of being able to grow this game in this, especially in the United States, is to be able to come in under the radar and do a really great job with your expansion franchise. The NHL really learned, and I think they really learned this with Atlanta and, and Arizona. Arizona was not an expansion franchise, but they needed two things from those franchises. They need stable ownership, which Arizona has never had, Mm -hmm. and they needed uh, expansion franchises not to suck for five years or ten years like the Thrashers did. And so from those two, you've got stable ownership in Seattle, (coughs) you've got stable ownership in Vegas, and the teams will not suck. You You play this correctly, you'll get some good players right away. You make it a marketable franchise. We're guaranteeing you we can make money. And here's the thing. Team comes in, say Seattle comes in and they make the playoffs. People are all pissed off about it. Well, guess what? That $650 million goes to raise your team's salary cap. You yeah. want you want Seattle to do well. You want Vegas to do well. And you want other teams to come into this league no. and pay astronomical amounts of money. No, the salary cap is screwing them, even though it's raising it. It's, it's screwing them. Who signed the contract? 
No, Adam, no. Who signed the contract? No, who, not no, even no. who signed it. Who offered it? No. Who put it in writing and put their logo on it and no, offered it to a player? You can't. No. That's my point. You guys, you have to want this. Because it's, the only reason we're going to get to, I think we're going to get to 90 million in the next couple years. I'm, I, and if we don't have a lockout, we get to 100 million in three years. I mean, that's, what I, that's my prediction. So if we, if we do that, it's because of the expansion fees. It's because these teams are able to come in and be competitive right away, which, by the way, is fair. That's fair. That's the way it should be. They shouldn't have to struggle for 10 years and almost leave like the Predators did before they become good. Or actually leave like the Thrashers did. Yeah, it's unfair. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I was just looking at, well, uh, Down Goes Brown basically wrote the thing I wanted to write, but he beat me to it and did a really good job, and there's no point of redoing it. But he did the regret rankings for how teams dealt with Vegas. What a great idea. Oh, and he did like tier one. Oh, like tier one I is, read you this. actually came out better. Tier two is meh. Tier three is kind of breaking even. And then so Leafs, there's the really Leafs bad would have been just like breaking even, right? Yeah, they were because we yeah, lost Leipzig. They were tier like, three, whatever. And it, well, and he fairly said it's too early to tell. But like, I'm looking at some of the players that were taken, and I'm like, how how is Vegas even close to good? Like, okay, they traded a fifth round pick to Vegas. This is Carolina. They traded a fifth round pick to Vegas to get them to lay off veterans like Cam Ward and Lee Stempniak. Why? <laughs> George McPhee is a freaking shyster. If I'm, how did he get a pick for that? I am. If I'm Tom Dundon, yeah. that's the reason. That's the reason I, I make the moves that I make. Ron Francis, come on, yeah. please take veterans Lee Stempniak and Cam Ward. I'll give you the fifth too. Like I, anyway, they traded a second rounder for Trevor Van Reems. Like that's fine. Uh, and later added Marcus Kruger for a fifth. So Carolina gave them a few things. But they added to their team. The player they lost to Vegas was Connor Brickley, who just went to free agency and went to Florida. Can you even can you tell me what position Connor Brickley played? I've never heard the name. Are you sure? A hundred percent. Did you look it up? No, I'm just guessing. Oh, I have no idea, and I'm not going (laughs) to look it up. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, I thought you knew. No, I don't care, dude. I don't know. Is he any good? I hope he comes back and scores 42 goals and torches this oh, next season. Oh, guaranteed he scores ah, a against the center. Uh, ah. But he shoots left. I'm kind of right. So he can He's play He's a center. Left I hope the Leafs sign. <laughs> uh, Colorado lost Calvin Pickard, who they then turned into... Tobias Lindbergh in a sixth. Yeah. But that was when they had too many goalies and they had Malcolm Subban. Oh, no, but sorry... Uh, those are the bad ones. Yeah, why yeah, are we no, going, Sean, we're not Sean, going through the whole thing. Oh, so you dude. want the okay? Yeah, why were, <laughs> were you going through the whole? Let's go through the boring part, which is the teams that did well. <laughs> well, no, even the teams that did well, though. Uh, but whatever. we can read the article. We can't go through thirty teams. I'm still Steve. looking at the names and just going. I don't understand how Vegas is good. Thomas Nosek, <laughs> Griffin Reinhardt. Like, get out of here, Jason Garrison. No, us- I don't get it. Is, is there anything else you're gonna go? I was clearly wrapping up. I put the phone down. I put my Google Pixel two down. You ever get the top of a roller coaster and you go down that first jump or that first kind of thing and it's uh-huh. like, oh, I'm not sure this was worth the half an hour wait in line. Oh, you ever think you have good friends and then they turn out to be a bunch of dicks? Steve is a disappointing roller coaster. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Come on out to right. Wonderland and try Dango, the new roller coaster. <laughs> the point is, listen, Vegas being good is the best thing for the NHL. A, because as fans, how awesome is this? B, no. on the business side, it's amazing. The higher the salary cap goes, no. 
the less Nikita Zaitsev's contract hurts. No. So you should love this if you're a Leaf fan. But, Adam, how does this affect the head of the You Can Sit With Us table, Dale Talon? <laughs> I, if it affects him negatively, I'm not for it. Does Dale, does Dale Talon give good quotes? I think he... Uh, Tyler Dello was kind of alluding to, like, don't you think it's weird that everyone's just randomly talking about the Panthers today? Like don't don't you find that weird? I think I Isn't think there that were, you think there's some calls made. I think there were some calls made. Or Maybe some angry sent? calls made. Text. Protect my protect me. Mm. I mean, I think questions need to be asked. But but at the time of all the moves that were made at the expansion draft, Jonathan Marcheseau was the one that I was like slam dunk. Everybody would take him all day. Oh, well, everyone was like, oh cool, they have two top line players, James Neal, Jonathan Marcheseau. Step three, profit. Can you like, guys explain to me how hockey Twitter works? Why, who started this, and oh. who decided? Why did everyone decide well, to jump on Florida Well, zero today? is really hard it to find, It gets really man. mad. But yeah, I yeah. think it started with, there were several writers mm. that, it was. you said Ken Campbell was one of them? Yeah. You but sure? But like, then someone subtweets about it, and then someone who knows what they're subtweeting about jumps in, and then Platinum Seat Ghost usually retweets it, like quote tweets it, and then Steve Birch has a 13... <laughs> like tweet thread about it, and then people subtweet him talking about. I'll read how all he of tweets his. too much, man. I don't, I don't care. I read every one of his tweets. And then so Berkshire says something, gets into a fight with a couple people. Mentioned and then Brad Marchand tweets an emoji, and everyone's like, "This is an article on the score." And then like, what? Holy shit, he tweeted an emoji. And We're going to take this Instagram post. We're going to embed it on our website. And that's the that's the article. <laughs> Which I've never done. Ever. A bunch well, of times. You've written stuff around it, though, haven't you? I mean, yeah. The score, it's like, hey, check this out. <laughs> hey, check this out. Well, <laughs> this is, yo, this is Cray. <laughs> they have a bunch of, essentially, quote tweets. No, I don't want to dump on the score. No, they'll that. never hire us now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, Can anybody joke here anymore? We're joking! That was another thing. What do you mean? With uh, Brad Marchand and the Montreal Canadiens okay. and an innocent little back and forth. And, of course, everyone <laughs> took offense. Well, what was Innocent the, little back and forth. I don't know if we had an innocent little back and forth. Yeah, we and are. We are. Okay. So I'm going to pull it up. said some things where I was like, oh, so we're there now. So here's, here's what happened. Originally, um, <laughs> this is the best. Um, Brad Marchand tweeted a kiss emoji. This and then the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, this, uh, what, this morning at what time? A kiss wink. This morning at 11 a.m. is when this all started. 11.12 to be exact. When he Eastern woke up, time. Okay. With, hopefully with an Advil. Now, just before that, he responded to a four-hour-old four tweet from the Montreal Canadiens, which said in both French and English, without naming names, just a reminder that licking is frowned upon on the golf course as well, which is an article from the independent.co.uk. So this was about half an hour after the kiss emoji. Oh, it was after, yeah, okay. Yeah. And Brad Marchand tweets... Funny, throwing shade when you were out of the playoffs, playoff race since October. Now, Joe Haggerty, who is a, uh, who is a very Boston writer, the most Boston, mm. uh, just tweeted a nose <coughs> and yeah. to Brad's thing, and then Brad retweeted a pig. Pig nose. Now, I gotta think they have a relationship. Uh, yeah, I think they were having fun. the piss. But then That's Eric, a very Boston exchange. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just giving each other a hard time. Hey, big nose, eh, whatever, piggy. <laughs> but then Eric Engels tweets... In response to Brad Marchand saying, funny, throwing shade when you were out of the playoffs since October, Eric yeah. Engels writes, right on the nose. Which could, uh, could mean to say, you know, guys, he's right. Or it could be like, that guy everyone that, says has a big nose, has a big nose. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Marchand tweeted back, if you ever get a flat tire, you can just use the one around your neck. Jesus. And Eric Engels just says... Was saying your tweet was accurate. Was just saying your tweet was accurate. Happy. You were saying it in a way, also acknowledging his nose. Uh, that is that is how <laughs> that is how Brad chose I, to interpret it. I, I would love to have Eric on the show to just. But they must know each other as well. Come uh, on, I don't know. Eric's not as in the ranks as much. Isn't yeah, he? At the, he is. Yeah, he's he's in. No, but like with in Montreal. Boston. Oh, and in Boston. Yeah, but they yeah. play each other five times a year. Yeah, but how often is Six. he talking to the? Boston locker room, you know. No, yeah, his job is to cover the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. You might be right. That's, but that was, uh, I was like, oh, and when I saw that tweet, I was like, man, we were just, we were having fun. And then you took it there. Well, I wonder, I wondered if that, if that was just him, you know, because it can be locker room banner for sure. Been in a few totally. locker rooms, said worse things, way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, no hockey. You know what might be that. the most ridiculous tweet out of anything mentioning Brad Marshall in the last couple of days? The one from NHLPR. Are you sure? The one that because there might be another one. Have we but, talked about the, the, the Ryan? Have we even talked about the Ryan Callahan thing on the show? I don't think. So. No, no, we haven't. We have. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's yeah. let's get Jesse get to it. The one from PR NHL. NHL's Colin Campbell spoke with Boston's Brad Marchand and Don Sweeney today. The league put the player on notice that his actions last night are unacceptable, and similar behavior in the future will be dealt with by way of supplemental discipline. The NHL had to tweet out. That they had to talk to Brad Marchand about licking people. Because he did it again. Because the first time, apparently he couldn't just stop licking people. Because they remember, couldn't have just fined him for licking people. When Elliot Freeman reported that they had <laughs> talked to him about it, had called the Bruins about it, and then he said, no they haven't, and the Bruins said, no they haven't, and then a bunch of Bruins apologists said, see, no they haven't, because the Bruins wouldn't have any reason to deny that, right? I'm just going to blindly take Marchand's word for it. And, and now they yeah, and, th- and say Elliot Friedman's lying. Give your freaking head a shake. <laughs> and then, and then they have to now. Now the NHL's pissed because yeah. they're like, "Listen, we let you get away with murder every game, and you do this to us again. Mm-hmm. Now we got to tweet about it, you jerk." Guaranteed, yeah. they didn't even say the first part. Just hey, you already did this. Yeah, and we well, already talked to you about it. And we already talked. And to we you confirmed about it. Elliot's story after it came out, and Brad Marchand tweeted the Boston Globe was like, "This is false." They went back and confirmed Elliot's story and be like, "No, did they? yeah." And then he oh. had the quote the thing. He's like, "No," an NHL spokesperson called me back, and they're like, "Yes, we did talk to him." And then he goes and he licks again, and then they're still doing this shit. And guess what? <laughs> I'm gonna make it about the Leafs. I was texting with someone today, and I was like, "Does thing against the Leafs? Nothing happens." Does something against another team. We are literally changing the rules. <laughs> <laughs> this can never happen again. I mean, the trauma. You know what it was, though? I think with Leo, you couldn't really see the lick. There was no angle on the lick. Except we. Yes, you can. It just. It wasn't. <laughs> Did you see a lick? I didn't you really can see the tongue. You could sort of see it. It, it wasn't as. Okay, it was on the cheek, <laughs> which you go, ew, Brad. Nasty. With Ryan Callahan. It was on his mouth. It was just Brad Marchand knows what Ryan Callahan's allergies taste like. It's true. He licked his upper. Li- he might have got some tooth. Yeah, yeah. 
that friggin' swamp creature. That's the nastiest thing I've ever seen. What are you doing? If this kid is in, he's playing for the London Knights and he starts licking people. One game, is he suspended? Oh, Dave Branch, who does stuff about things, mm. you mean would he, suspend he takes them. action? Yeah, a little bit. If this is a peewee kid and he goes and he licks somebody. Well, you can't because you got the cage on. But that. if you somehow have a Gene Simmons ass tongue, like <laughs> giraffe, blah, 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 then yeah, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that for sure. I can't tell him not to lick people. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Why are we, why do we have to tell well, this grown ass man <laughs> to not lick people? Well, and, and here's the thing. You, <laughs> people were like, oh, that sexual assault. And like in any other workplace, <laughs> I hate to say it. Like, I don't want to blow it to that proportion but that's what it, it is literally is. it literally is yeah, a lot of people did say that but like in in any other workplace you're not allowed to just go man like yeah. sure you're not allowed to hit someone's people. face yeah. with a smelly glove yeah, punch someone true. in the face and get five minutes there's a lot of yeah things. you're right there's a lot of things you can't do in a regular workplace you can do on the like <laughs> yeah you slash, someone, true, you slash someone right on the ankle and they're freaking out for the rest of the day johnson <laughs> Two minutes in your cubicle. Like, stop accounting for two minutes. Hey, you need to cool off. Go cool off for two minutes. You just broke Jody's ankle. We need them. They're a valuable Jody's part of the team. Jody's 65 years old. He's a couple days from yeah. retirement. Listen. We should take things from other sports and put them into workplaces. Like, beaming a guy in baseball. Oh. Just, just like, all right. Walk the first. Walk, walk over to your desk. He hit you with a ball. Walk over to your <laughs> desk. Give you a free chocolate bar from the vending machine. <laughs> Just boo people at like presentations. Yeah. <laughs> boo. But if not sign. people in your department, they bring over people to oh. watch you. Like the cleaning staff, they get to come and boo you while you work. Mark marketing gets to yeah. gets to depict or take apart your presentation. That's fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> there's a panel. Imagine there was a Skip Bayless. For the place you work. <laughs> and like, you you work from 9 to 12, and then your lunch hour, you just have to watch TV, TV where Skip Bayless just talks shit about your first three hours at work, <laughs> and talks about how it was bad. And it happens every single day for every an day. hour. And imagine being the LeBron of your workplace, and no matter how good you do, he has something bad to say about you. Be great. You know, great. Being a pro athlete is not the same as working in a workplace. It's not the same. No, it's I definitely not. It's no, it's very different. Not the same. There's even like, even in basketball, where, like, when there's a fight, and I'm like, okay, basketball fights are ridiculous. It's just a couple people shoving each other. You can't shove someone. No. You can't put your hands on a person. That's not you allowed. You can't dunk on a person at your workplace. Ah! Oh, no, but at least dunking on a person. God, you can't even <laughs> wear a tank top to work. involved in the job. But a shoving match? You can't have a shoving match. Can't wear a tank top All to right, work. All right, so I think in conclusion, Brad Marchand should be allowed to lick people. He should. It's yeah. in the game of hockey. There you go. I want straight up French kissing all over the ice next year. I like, I, I don't know... If it was actually Dave you McCarthy, want French kissing you, Montreal. That's right. Oh, you see, because uh, I don't know if it was actually Dave McCarthy who wrote the story, but I saw him tweeting about it. He, someone, spoke to Sean Avery, and they were like, "What do you think about the licking thing?" And the subtext there is, "So you also made the NHL create a ridiculous rule." What do you think? And he's like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen." All right, that's what he, he said. got indignant about it. Oh, Sean. Now I have to. I, what, I, do you think he'd be chill? I respect Sean Avery for that. I, I, you know, he he said some really terrible things and did some really terrible things. But on a pure hockey level, what he did to Martin Brodeur at the time, I was like, yes, 
Somebody actually got creative with the game. So that's really interesting because he didn't touch him. He didn't. And that's the thing. He's, he's just waving his stick. So you're telling me you can't do that? Like, if we had a podcast at the time, I would have stuck up for Sean Avery, which is hard to do. And the only other, the only player that rule was called on after it was enforced was Chris Pronger. The only player. Another guy who you'd have a hard time defending in most situations. Well, and I think, if I remember correctly, I mean, it's so vague and it's from so long ago. But the rule was you can't just face a goalie and block his sight. Why? And Pronger was like, okay, and faced the other way and just put his hand up and was blocking his sight. And they called him for it. And he's like, but the rule is... <laughs> Damn. Why is that? I don't that? understand. You're allowed to stand in front. And so why can't nuisance. you block the goalie? I don't know. Chances are you're going to hit with the puck anyway. Well, yeah. And like if you just, yeah, if you're just putting up your hand, you're not touching anyone. I just don't get that. I mean, it's, it's not it's, in the spirit like, of the game. It's such a childish thing, though. It's brother, sister, like, friggin'. I'm not like, touching I'm you. not even touching them. Yeah. And it's, Bart, it's literally Bart and Lisa. All right, Bart. I'm going to spin my arms <laughs> like this. And if you get in the way, it's your own fault. But that's, that's my point, though. Why, why can't we do that? I don't know. You can put your hand in someone's face in basketball. You can block their view. Sure. No. No. Well, no. unless it's LeBron and it's... Yeah. Foul. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Lance Stevenson actually blowing in his ear. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was. So that's going to be the new thing, by the way. Who's going to be the first player to do it? Lick someone? No, because Blowing licking someone. someone's out now. Oh, do I'm they sure now they go do. to bl- blowing in the ear? Well, I'm sure they do. We would have footage of it, wouldn't we? Not necessarily. I don't think anybody's going to do that because oh, yeah. nobody Brad- was willing to be dumb enough to lick someone until this moment. Brad Marchand will find a Jesse, way. Jesse, I think the the worst assumption you can make is no one is dumb enough. That's a sad thing to say, Steve. Dude. It's a damn correct <laughs> How many times have we thought no one's dumb enough? And it's happened. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And welcome, to- <laughs> welcome to Jackass. Welcome to the NHL. <laughs> uh, I'm going to blow air in Dave Char's face. <laughs> and then a bull randomly comes from like between his legs and just takes him out. <laughs> um, All his teammates are like, ho, 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 ho. So that's the best part of Jackass is everyone in the room going, oh, <laughs> not to harp too much on the Bruins here, but it was sort of fun for a minute to, to see oh. all of the indignant Bruins fans after the series, especially Ch- Stanley Cup of Chowda, which said the better team did not win the series. The, the ref blew it. Now, the ref did blow some calls. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> and then they tweeted, we're not saying the Tampa's the we're not saying the Tampa's not the better team right afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry, who are you playing? <laughs> just, sorry, we were referring to the 1979 Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> who are you talking about? <laughs> it's just it was very funny. And and I thought Down Goes Brown had a perfect tweet to of, explain of he is on fire at these playoffs. And he wrote this. He's been on fire since birth. Can't believe how obviously and transparently biased the NHL is against an original six team from a big TV market whose owner basically runs the league. Like, yeah, so true. Dude. Jeremy Jacobs is the NHL owners. Yeah. Why Why is that? Uh, he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. He's been around a very long didn't time. Didn't he tell the Winnipeg Jets owners to sit down and shut the F up at the uh I think it was the at the lockout? lockout table or something along those lines. There, I haven't read the stuff about him in a long time, but... He's not well-liked. Oh. He's not well-liked by people who enjoy watching hockey. I don't even think he's well-liked by Bruins fans. <laughs> really? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Well, he's been very successful. 
He's kind of like a Robert Kraft type. Well, Robert Kraft has won many times, and Jeremy Jacobs won once. Well, he still won. He still won. Robert Kraft is, in certain instances, at least likable sometimes. Uh, Like, I I mean, Kraft in it. Uh, oh, no. Stop. Stop. <laughs> he no. invented it! His last name is Kraft! Did he actually invent it? That's, that's why he's a billionaire. He yeah. owns Kraft. He, so why his is, name is Robert Kraft. Yeah. Why Steven. did they make Kraft dinner like it's a Canadian thing then? I don't, it's not. No, it's a Canadian um, No, it's not called Kraft dinner in America. It's called just mac and cheese box thing. But the Kraft company is... Owned by the guy named Robert Kraft. Well, yeah, no, that I know, but I okay. just made the connection. Wait a sec. Kraft Dinner, he invented that for Canadians. I like him. He owns the best team in America ball. Yeah, in the biggest sport in North America. But he invented Kraft Dinner. And he invented Kraft Dinner. We should be thanking him. I mean, Adam, was, are you it looking was a big part of my childhood. Because I'm not wrong. I am never wrong, and nor have I ever been wrong. <laughs> I don't. I don't see anything here about that. But I hope it's wrong. He owns Kraft, uh, right? He is an investor in New England Television Corps. I hope that's just his name. And you're an idiot. I think Jesse's full of shit. I think Jesse's completely full of shit. Um, you guys don't look it up. He just assume that the guy who's a billionaire named Kraft in, in runs 19, Kraft. In 1972, he founded International Force Products, a trader of physical paper commodities. Um, Dude, just Google who owns Kraft Dinner. <laughs> not to be confused with Kraft Food. <laughs> if it's not Terrence and Philip, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Jeremy Jacobs, not necessarily well liked. I'm probably but so wrong well. about Kraft Dinner. I hope you are it's and aren't. super good. I, I hope you are, and I wanna, I'm interested to see how you get out of it. I'm not going to address it. Well, I'll address it. He'll I'll tell you how I'm it. right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. My favorite okay. segment is no with Jesse Blake. <laughs> um, I, have, I have one of those coming up. Oh, if great. both if both series <laughs> ra- bonus coverage. If both series wrap up tonight, eighty percent of the playoffs will basically be done. And that's thank you to Andrew Berkshire for that. That's crazy. I know it's early. I wonder. I wonder. And yet half done. When was the last time the cup was awarded in May? Because it's possible it could be. No. No, they're not going to play two full rounds of hockey and. No, I don't think they can. No. No, the Stanley Cup final is actually already scheduled. Oh. Yeah. It is? Imagine there's two they have They have an early start date. Like, this, it can only start this day and then a latest start date. Do we know? Right. Do we get, like, the TV schedules? Do we have that yet? Um, I don't know. Are we allowed so, to talk about that? But uh, oh, yeah. I don't have it here. No, I mean, it doesn't. I didn't say any dates or anything. Oh. It's fine. But it's in June. <laughs> you can yeah. tell us it's in the month of June. I think the, I want to say the earliest in the last, like, 20 years or something like that is June 9th. There have it's been, usually June double digits. There have been a lot of five-game series this year. A lot of five-six. And Leafs, I think Leafs and Bruins are the only seven. They are. Um, and, so and really, I mean, the, it's, it's surprising. Um, it's surprising that Boston went down in five. I'm really surprised. I thought, did I no. go in thinking Tampa was a better team? For sure. But I didn't know that, like, I don't think Bruins fans even expected that. They were, well, dude, they and were they, a tear. And they lost four straight. As yeah. Well. No, uh, I think part of the reason the Leafs were able to crawl back in that series is Boston was fizzling, and Tampa was well rested, and the Leafs just came at Boston with depth and depth and depth, and Tampa is just a better version of that. Which is why it would have been cool to see a Leafs Tampa series, just you know, depth for depth. But no, uh, we may get our wish next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. 
and be careful what you wish for. But, uh, no, Tampa is just too deep. Mm-hmm. Too deep to contend with. Uh, they were well-rested. Boston was a little beat up. They had that really difficult end of the season, and they were the only team to have a seven-game series. I'm not surprised. And it's tough. Like, you never, you'll never, ever actually get an idea of who the straight-up best hockey team is one game only because that's not how it works. The schedule is weird, and the playoffs are a little bit weird. They're an extra factor, and you'll never get the... Wouldn't it be great if the Stanley Cup final... It's like the Super Bowl. You get like two weeks off yeah. or something before the final Heal starts. Them up. And then you'll know, but that's never going to happen. So, if you really wanted a champion, you would award the regular season, the regular season, the trophy. They do a the trophy. I said they don't give it the trophy; they give it a trophy that is much less important. That no one wants to touch (laughs) because we're all adults here. Mm. (laughs) Because that trophy—that's what will affect your play. You're sitting in a room with Stephen Dang. I know. (laughs) So it's the wrong audience, isn't it? Yeah. Stephen A. Dangle. Stephen A. Dangle. Um, do we really believe Washington can do it? They're playing tonight. Do we believe? What's the score? 1-1 <laughs> one, in the uh, third. Wow. So you can't have any hot takes on this one. What Do we believe? Yeah, because didn't we call this like months ago? That they would do it? Yeah, the pressure's off. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-oh. I might owe you 20 bucks. This is Yeah, this is the thing you said, right? So someone, I think, posted it on our Reddit... Apparently, you and I made a handshake bet. You sitting in this chair that I'm mm-hmm. in now, and uh, and I was sitting in Jesse's chair right there. Um, I bet you that if Washington played Pittsburgh in the playoffs, I think I even said round two, that uh, Pittsburgh will win, and I'll bet you 20 bucks. And you, sh- you literally we shook, shook hands. We because shook I hand. believe... That Washington is capable of far more now that the pressure's off. And you've, that's what you said at the time, and you've said it for months and months. I think you might have even been saying it since like the summer. Did they not win the division again? Mm, did I they think not? they did. Mm-hmm. By like the hair on their chinny chin chin. But, but they, they won. Did, but they did. Who's yep. the other team in that division? Columbus. Columbus. Uh, yeah, so Pittsburgh. Washington, uh, Pittsburgh, then Columbus. And not an easy so, division yeah. because even the wildcard teams. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because then uh, Washington played Columbus. Oh, was Columbus number two? Yeah. No, no, no. uh, Pittsburgh was number two. Because Washington, no. Because Pittsburgh played Columbus. No, that doesn't make sense. No, maybe Washington didn't win. You know what can solve this? Us just taking eight seconds to look up the standings. The Pittsburgh Penguins (laughs) own Kraft Dinner. (laughs) No, it was definitely, then Pittsburgh must have won it because it was, So it was Washington, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Oh. I forgot Philadelphia was in the playoffs. Man, that's what the playoffs do. <laughs> wow. I'd wow. be hard-pressed yeah, so to name every so playoff team. Washington, I might have missed Philadelphia. Washington, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia is how the Metro finished up. And then the wild cards were Columbus, New Metro Jersey. Philadelphia. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot. And that's, you know what's amazing about Washington winning that division? What? No Shattenkirk. Uh, what was the other move? that they, they Didn't they lose someone in the expansion? Justin Williams. And they Nate lost Schmidt. Uh, Nate Schmidt. So they lose those three guys. And then they, their decor took a pretty decent hit. Pretty decent hit. Might take another hit this summer. But they lose those three guys. They lose the pressure. And they win in the Metro, which is the best division in hockey right now. Yep. Yeah, they, I mean, that's, that's 
I, I'm impressed. The Devils gave the Leafs all kinds of problems this year. And the Devils play the Leafs game. They just play it better. And they and, lost uh, Marcus Johansson? Yeah. Like, this is not... And they lost a lot. It's not a joke. Like, this is a... I'm, I'm genuinely impressed. Genuinely impressed. Well, you know what never gets accounted for is when a team loses someone, it's how prepared they are to lose that player. Like, you don't know... Like, how many of us actually know the AHL or European depth of, like, I don't know, the St. Louis Blues? If this were my full-time job, I might know it. But Eve, this is not my full-time job, so I don't know it. Well, I know what I need to know when I need to know it. Like, I know what the Leafs had for breakfast, but, like, I, yeah. to do that to, for to, then every for team. For 31 teams, it's almost impossible. Yeah. You can know the hot, like, the you know, the issues of the day, but to know them back to front is pretty hard. Knowing a, any team back to front, like, the Leafs have multiple reporters yeah. from every outlet. That's how, how much there is to cover. Now, um, Washington does have a chance here to, to, to close out Pittsburgh. You can never bet against Pittsburgh because it's Pittsburgh. They have a chance. Even if they lose tonight, they still have a chance. But even if Washington loses this series. Which, it's, again, Pittsburgh, just like Nashville. You have to. There were people at the beginning of the season thinking, now nah, Washington's done. They're not even going to make playoffs this year. I think we even said in the summer, like even though they took a huge hit, you don't just go from President's Trophy to bums. Like I think they still took like a like a 15 20 point dive in the standings and you're still able to win the division cuz they killed it last year. They absolutely killed it. And the Leafs put the fear of God in them. They really did. I th- I think that series messed with their heads. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Martin Marinson was our second pairing guy. Come on. No, but that's what I'm saying though. The Leafs scored first. <gasps> And then it goes to overtime. Won a couple you know, games in Capitals OT. Win. Yeah, of course. But then, dude, the Leafs had a two-win series lead. They did. Um, if it ends up being a Jets-Knights Western Conference Final. Unbelievable. Which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, who outmagics the other? Who's got more magic? Who wins that series? Because the, the Jets are yeah. a great team. They've got a great, strong top four defense and, and great scoring and all that. But the Knights are so fast. The the Knights have more magic. The Jets have more being an amazing hockey team. Yeah, the Jet, they're so good. They're so damn good. Uh, their offense was really strong last year, but what they lacked a little bit, I think they lacked health also on the back end. But uh, their defense got a little better, and their goaltending became Vesna caliber instead of shite. Remember that and they piece, didn't even call this. Remember that piece you did jointly with Andrew Berkshire about Paul Maurice having ne- never had a good goaltender Connor his entire Hallibuck career? Connor is hands down the best goalie Paul Maurice has ever had in his NHL head coaching career that began with the Hartford Whalers. Hartford Whalers! And Paul Maurice isn't even old. He's he's not. No, he's, he's like Brendan Shanahan's age, I think. He's barely a trusted hockey man. Which, Bare- by the way, that's why the goalies were so bad for him early on. He was he wasn't a trusted hockey man for most of his career. Ah, uh, now he's older and more trusted hockey manny. Who do you think comes out of that series? Winnipeg, if, if man. It happens, you think Winnipeg? Winnipeg, Winnipeg happens, man. Or, or now, you know, does that do turn? You know what's going to happen tonight? What Pecorine is going to have the greatest game of his life because, according to the patterns of how the games have gone, he's at an eight thirteen, and then a nine twenty, great, and then an eight eighty four. And then a 970. 
And last game, he was terrible, 769. So he's super Pecorine about the playoffs, basically. So it's literally That is the most Pecorine game. game. So, first of all, what the hell is wrong with Pecorine? And why can't he be consistent? That is Pecorine. That is pe- that's, that's just Pecorine season to season. It's like, you know, what the hell is wrong with this car that I've had for 10 years? Like, you, you know how the car runs. That's how Pecorine <laughs> runs, man. He's sometimes bad, sometimes good. And every time he plays good, they win. And every time he plays bad, they lose. So hopefully Pecorino, or hopefully or hopefully not, if you're a Jets fan, he shows up tonight. That's the tough thing about the Preds in the playoffs. Is, you, know, you can get by on that in the, mm-hmm. the regular season, but... In seven games, if Pecorino can't pull it together, if you're consistent, then it's a problem. You need your goalie to be otherworldly against the Jets. The Jets are and crazy. He, and, but the thing is, Pecorino has that ability. It's just that there are seasons where, <laughs> a couple of years ago... He was voted into the All-Star game, and we're like, he is the 40th best goalie in the league. <laughs> but then the next season, he was a Vesna cal- Like, last year, it was Vesna caliber. Went to the Santa Cup final. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's just Pecorino, man. And, and you, there's a few people in Pittsburgh, although he was loved there, who felt the same about Marc-Andre Fleury. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this has been interesting to watch with Penguins fans, and maybe I just misread it, but it was the— bothered. Well, it was the weirdest cult following. Like, oh, God, we just missed Flower. Three-time Stanley Cup champion who was the starting goalie for one of them. Oh, my God. And they, and it was But he just, got him through the first two rounds last year. Fine. It was just Flower. It's better than what we've done. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, we don't have Sidney Crosby and Kenny Malkin. But it was just God weeping damn. in the, oh, Flower, we love you. And now... There's just been this armada of people I've seen that have been like, he cost Sidney Crosby five cups. And I'm like, pardon? Where did this come from? And it's absolutely fair to say that he sucked in the playoffs for a number of years. He did. He did. He was bad, objectively. Cost them a few series, straight up. I'll still never forget that crazy, what was it, 8-4, 8-5 game. He played against 15 Philly. games last year, by the way. Wow, okay, that's not nothing. 15 games? <laughs> that's where you played more than half! Playoff games last year. How many and does he, it take to win? I don't know how many won. But it, takes, it takes 16 oh, games that's to, win. to win. But uh, He got him through the first two rounds. That's when Mar- Matt Murray came back in in the conference final. I remember that. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 Anyways, yep, yep. so it's, it's... Okay, fine. He was the starting goalie for one and a half of the three. But then, which is, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it. It's still mm-hmm. crazy. But... Now all of a sudden he cost he cost the Penguins cups. What? Where did this come from? You know what's funny too? The Penguins had to give up a fifth pick to get rid of him from an asset management point. Although they did make the right choice in the end. Oh, flurry! They gave up a fifth to make sure. Second. Oh, it was a second. A second. They could have traded him for more than that at the trade deadline. Yeah, he had a no trade though. So yeah, he, he, he controlled no his own destiny. He only wanted to go to Vegas for some bizarre reason. They also won the Stanley Cup, so I wouldn't take back any. No, that was the right ever. move. Yeah, like right in move. franchise history, they <laughs> plus the Stanley Cup. So they don't get through those first pay. two rounds without him. Exactly. They just don't. Yeah. Last year, they don't. With the defense core being what it was, no Chris Letang, Ron Haynes, he's your number one guy. I mean, look at how that worked out for us. But again, <laughs> when I say when I tell other fan bases, they don't understand how spoiled they are. Sometimes Penguins. They're able to. They're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, and they're retroactively going back <laughs> and saying that the goalie that helped win them a cup last year cost them cups. But if he had played like this, maybe they'd have four. You're right. 
Maybe That's if Cam Ward were not to be Cam Ward forever, mm. he'd beat Patrick Waugh and mm. Martin Brodeur. 2006 Cam Ward should have figured that out for the rest of the Cam Ward career. By Idiot. the way, why is he still in Carolina? <laughs> why is Cam Ward? Cam Ward, when I was beginning high school, was in Carolina. <laughs> why forged, is he still there? Dude, he's, he forged, never, he's been good about three seasons. He forged his birth certificate, and he's actually been 45 for a very long time, and he's a trusted hockey man, and that's why he's still there. Do you know how old he actually is? Oh, he's like... He's got to be in his late 30s. 33. 34. No way. He's 34. 34. He's that young. Wow, he was, he was really... He when they won the cup. It was crazy, and everyone's like, the next big thing! Everyone, I traded for him in my video games. Tim and Dan Blackburn. Oh, Dan No one Blackburn could score on huge. my team. <laughs> Merrick Svatos, Patrick O'Sullivan. We were unbelievable. <laughs> Alexander Semin. We were great. We were stars. Oh, man, man. Merrick Svatos was so much fun to play with. <laughs> yeah. Just flying Just so around. much faster than everybody Merrick Svatos. <laughs> Next ship, Kyle Wellwood. <laughs> <laughs> Who got injured to make him more the starting goalie in the playoffs? Martin Gerber. Oh. No, and I don't think he got injured. I, no, re- I remember this. In the first round, Carolina was playing the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal won the first two games. Wow. Actually, that's twice. It was twice in a five or six year span. Montreal won the first two games of the first round uh, against the eventual Stanley Cup champions because they were up two games on Carolina, lose. Carolina wins the cup. And they were up 2 nothing on Boston. Wow. And Boston went on to win the cup. Yep, yep. Why do I, why do I, I don't know why I know that. Also, I don't know why I you know I'm that wrong. either. How do you know that? The Canadians own Kraft Dinner. Um, <laughs> that sounds right. So, can I, I want to bring it back to the San Jose series for a second. No. Uh, his Stanley Cup winning year, Cam Ward had an 882 average in the regular season. Save percentage. Yeah. I don't know why I say average. What wow. was the base loss? I don't have it in front of me. No. I was on hockey TV. Because you want on hockey TV? Yeah. <laughs> I should always go to hockey reference. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. Now, um, San Jose is an interesting team. Loads of cap space. But there are some very angry Sharks fans uh, who, who are like, I hope you rip Doug Wilson and everybody else apart. Peter DeBoer and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, first off, Peter DeBoer is a good coach. Second of all, you have a good team. Yeah. And this, is, if this goes back to your argument about spoiled teams. Because there are people that are, Ooh. and I would call them spoiled. It's that's a, they're a weird hybrid of tortured and spoiled. They're the Toronto Raptors. Do you know what would happen in this city if we Ooh. ever made the second round? Ooh. It's true. They are. They're a really good team, and if in any other era, maybe it's their time. But they just keep running into good, better teams, and they just can't Jesse, get over that elite hump. You know, you guys made fun of me. When I talked about my life as a Leafs fan and compared it to my bootlegged VHS of Robin Hood. Let me go over the story again. When I was a kid, my parents <laughs> bootlegged, wait, the cartoon Robin Hood where Robin Hood was a fox mm-hmm. and all the characters were animals. Okay? I remember that one. And I would watch it. I would watch the whole thing. With commercials? Yes. On the magical, mo- what was it, magical what night of doing? Disney? Getting in trouble? It's fun getting into trouble. trouble. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> there's um, there's this part. I don't know. The castle's on fire or something. It's the it's the climax of the movie, and Robin Hood needs to jump out of the flaming tower, and he jumps into a river, and the VHS cut out because <sighs> my dad like recorded over it. He recorded. I think it was Buddy Rich on the Muppets. <laughs> That's Bobby, so sad. Buddy Rich, the old the old drummer. 
when I play the theater, I play the theater. And he's he's on and, you know, Animal the Muppet? <laughs> yeah. He's trying to keep up with Buddy Rich and he can't do it because he's just playing amazing So drums. you never knew how that movie ended? Never knew how that movie ended. Whoa. That is the San Jose Sharks' entire existence. Every time they So they get, should blame Buddy Rich. Yeah, and it, and someone it. taped over the end of their movie every time. <laughs> And I would I watch that video. I watch that's that VHS. So, that's so much more depressing than the actual San Jose Sharks. <laughs> I watch that VHS all the time, like almost every day. And every day, it was weird. Like when you're a kid, you're an idiot. And and I would watch and like believe. I'd be like, this is the day I get to watch the whole thing. Like I thought I could make the rest of the movie appear with my mind. Yeah. I asked my parents. I'm like, can we rent? the real version of this from the video store, like just up the street. And they're like, no, you have it here. I'm like, I don't have the end of the movie. I'm sitting here like, ah, have, have I, you I seen need to it? know if Robin Hood gets away. To this day, have you seen it? A long time ago. I don't remember it. Okay. I don't remember okay. how it ends. But you, you saw it eventually. I did see it. All right, so San Jose Sharks fans, you're going to win the Stanley Cup. You're going to see your movie. And the Washington <laughs> Capitals and the St. Louis Blues. I'm sorry. Same thing. They, no. they all win the cup in the same year. Ah, <laughs> oh, three cups. And the Leafs are just like, no! <laughs> People are talking about San Jose and the amount of cap room they have this year going mm. into the summer. It's okay. crazy. Is what? it, though? Their projected cap hit right now, run it, run now. Yeah. is $60 million. But the projected, sorry, the estimated salary expenditure is something like sixty-three. They're projecting, or at least Cap Friendly is projecting, that they'll have about fourteen million. Now that might be based on today's salary cap, which is what seventy-five. Five. If yeah. it goes up to eighty, then that becomes twenty, and it's a lot. Who are they losing? They're going to lose. Evander Kane doesn't count. Joe Thornton. No, it does. That's five million dollars yeah. off that number. Yeah, it does. Five point two. Yeah, but right? he was. A I, was I, I'm, I was looking at next year though. I was I was talking okay. about numbers Anyways, for next year. Yeah, yeah it doesn't sorry. that doesn't matter. Joe Thornton, Evander Kane, Joel Ward, Tom. Joel Ward's got an expensive deal. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, but he's done now. He's thirty-seven. Like somebody will pick him up, but he's probably oh, done totally. it. He's done at three point two seven five. Thomas Hurdle is going to be an RFA. He makes three million already. You got to think that doubles, maybe five. That goes up. Uh, uh, Yannick Hansen, UFA, and Eric Fair. $2 million Eric Fair. Airy Fairman. But Airy Fairman. here's the thing. Brent Burns, Paul Martin, and Paul Martin, you have to remember, wasn't playing. He's still, he's still got another year. But is he terrible? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But he is 37, making $4.85 million and not playing. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic is signed till the end of time. So is Brent Burns. And his deal doesn't kick in until next year, until this coming season. All right. Mark Edward Vlasic makes... 4.25 this year makes seven next year until 2023, 2024. That is, that, uh, it might even be longer. Uh, Justin Braun is still there for a few more. Like you've got uh, Dylan DeMello, who's got to be re signed, but he's 25. You know, it's probably an easy re sign. I don't know. That they, steelhead. You're probably looking at having, because if Thomas Hurdle's going to make, you know, five million more, or but sorry, not five million. That's already accounted for in that number, correct? Like Cap Friendly does that math. Well, n not not in this particular case. If Thomas Hurdle's going to go up $2 million. Oh, you, you mean yeah. like what he's going to resign? Yeah. Oh, I he mean probably like, gets $5 million. I mean like all the extensions. Maybe more? I don't, sure. know, I don't know how he did this season exactly. But, but quite frankly, everybody's talking about Tavares to San Jose. Oh, for Christ. Doug, Doug Wilson is a big game hunter. Actual yeah. sentence I heard used. Wow. The problem is, I wow. think they've only got, 
they might only have $14 million. But it's only like three roster positions because your defense core is set there. Yeah. They need one guy there and you fill him in with whatever. Well, you're losing. And then, but then your forwards, who you, you're losing Joe Thornton and Evander Kane, but that's already a, a rental. So mm-hmm. then what main top six are you losing that you can't fill in on the back end? And Kane, then you throw in Tavares. You got like $10 Kane, million for that. Kane Thornton. Kane Thornton. You got about $10 million for him? Yeah, you probably do. Well, and what was Thornton's cap hit this year? Uh, $8 million. Dude, like signing Tavares wouldn't even be that big of a hit. No, that's true. <laughs> now the thing is, too, uh, San Jose has no second round and no third round pick this year. Oh goodness! Because the Leafs got the Leafs got their second, I think. Yeah, from think, two years ago uh, from the Polak trade. I think you're right. The Reimer trade. The no, Reimer, the Reimer <laughs> trade was the third. Yeah, ah. we got the third. It was the it was Polak and Spalling. They caught us two seconds. Um, so yeah, interesting. Very interesting to see what. But I don't think they're as big a player as everybody thinks they are. Do you, because, do you think they have a bit of an internal cap sort of thing? No, I, I don't. I think they could probably spend. I just feel like if I'm San Jose and I'm looking at what's available and what I have as a team, to me, it makes a lot more sense to spend to spread that money around. I don't think I think you're gonna you're gonna go and spend that money on John Tavares and you're gonna get the same result. You're gonna get a first or second round. Oh, really? And so, no. Say you take out Joe Thornton and you put John And Evander Kane. No. See, I don't... That doesn't count. The Sharks were great before they had Evander Kane. Yeah, but they That's were greater after. Yeah, but it's like... And he played amazing It's like all them. the caps lost Shattenkirk. Well, no. But Shattenkirk like, didn't were, play well for they them. They were President's Trophy level without him. Mm-hmm. Right? I know. I, I'm just saying I might look different. I would look, look at that differently. I think. I wonder... How old is John Tavares? 27? Seven? Seven, I guess. I think seven. Oh, oh wait. Let's play, our ga- Let's play our new favorite game. Oh, great. How old is Tavares? How old is John Tavares? Nope, that's not. How old is John Tavares? Okay, I found this on the web for how old is John Tavares. Your so Apple two, product sucks. Two virus is what she asked. Two virus. Uh, Try Tavares. How old is John Tavares? <laughs> According to my sources, Johan Tavares is 23 years old. Nope. Johan Tavares! <laughs> he's 27. He Siri, a, you're an idiot! He's a pitcher from the Hiroshima Carp. Oh. I believe that was a Japanese league baseball team. He, His number, his jersey number, 142. <laughs> what? Japan rules. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyways. Okay. Uh, yeah, so John Tavares, 27 years old. You suck, Siri. Did you look that up, Adam? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> okay, so you know CJ's crazy idea for the Leafs should sign him to $15 million for one year? Why? Okay, it, like it doesn't have to be the Leafs. Like apparently the Sharks could afford it. Why not Why not do that if you're John Tavares? The, the Sharks' time to win is now mm. with guys like Burns and Couture and Vlasic. And Jones, like vaguely in their prime, and then you have a bad year, and your next contract is eight million dollars. Or then, but you, bre- you just made fifteen. Or then you break your leg, and you can't play hockey anymore. And you don't have a contract. Oh, and you, you broke. <laughs> no, you take. No, term. I know. Yeah, but what are the odds of that happening? But no, then again, no, 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 no. I just argued against that for John Tavares. You're right. You, if somebody wants to give you eight million dollars right now and pay you ten million dollars every year for the next eight years, you probably take that. Over fifteen million and risking that. Yeah, I don't know. 
That's just me, though. You might be right. Adam, what are you siding on? I think... Exposed brick. I think if the Sharks sign John Tavares, they've Oshawa. got a lot of money wrapped up in a lot of players for a long time. I just don't want the Habs to get them. Okay. Fair, but I don't think they will. talking about that, and I'm like, no. I just think they got a lot of money wrapped up in a lot of players for a long time, and they should be very careful. And John, if he's looking at that, should be very careful as well, because Brent Burns is 33 years old, guys, and he signed for the next seven years. No, but players in their 40s usually play really well. It worked for Brent Seabrook, who got benched and then came back and scored a goal. Brent Seabrook's 35, though, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's older. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, thirty-one, signed till well past twenty-three, twenty-four. Like, oh, that's so bad. That that's the thing. Like, I don't. I, I man, if I, I I just wouldn't. If I were them, I need. You need a little bit of flexibility among the teams expecting the cap to go up. The Sharks, for sure. They're betting big on that. I would think. Um, so yeah, interesting. Um, now there are a couple of these things that we should talk about. The first one is, uh, and this was reported on by Elliot Friedman and Nick Kiprios in headlines on Saturday, which is Mike Babcock and Austin Matthews will meet in Arizona. Mike Babcock and his family are vacationing there. Austin Matthews lives there. Very convenient. In the offseason. And it seems like they're going to meet and air their differences if that hasn't happened already, which mm. we will never hear about. We'll never know what happened in that meeting. This is a big deal because it's Toronto, Right. What is Mike Babcock's contract? I think he's got five more years at $5 million each or something, or six uh, million. I think it's even more. I think it's even more. I think he makes six point something. An eight-year contract for $15 million. $50 million. So he makes 50... 6.25, 50 divided by eight. Okay. With an annual average of 6.25. 50 million dollars. What's, if Matthews conservatively gets 10 million over the next eight years, conservatively, that's 80 million dollars. There is a, this this is a 130 million dollar relationship. (laughs) No shit. They talk. Like, no kidding. They meet in the off season. Like, Mike Babcock is known to be a bit of a nuisance. Like in the summer, he's texting his players all the time. Uh, yeah, he should visit Austin Matthews. I'd be mad if he wasn't. Now, the airing of grievances thing, whatever. It's it's funny. Kiprios is still on the backpedal tour. Like, wait, wait, wait. Guys, calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, star players fight with their coach sometimes. Um, I mean, there's been a history of players who have been unhappy with Babcock, but for the most part... Nick Lindstrom would have played two more years if it wasn't for Mike Babcock. For the most part... So said somebody randomly. For the most part, it seemed like... Which uh, is the dumbest take I've ever heard. For the most part, it seems like it was guys like kind of with the sun setting on their career. It wasn't a guy like Austin Matthews. No, it's fucking Mike Commodore. Well, among other guys. Like Mike Medano didn't like it. and Man, Babcock did Mike Medano dirty a little bit, but... Was Mike Medano good? Well, and that's the cold way that Babcock looked at it at the end of his career. But Matthews, sticking to the point, is 20. uh, Babcock makes $50 million to be their coach for eight years. Matthews is going to be with the Leafs hopefully for life. And they're going to give him over $100 million over that span. Uh, Yeah, it makes sense that they meet up and talk shop a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's not weird. 
It's not weird. He's also going to Denmark to talk to Freddie Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's making the rounds. It's what he does. Well, my question is what always, he's paid to do. It's my, what he's paid amazingly to do. My question is, have you ever had a disagreement with your boss? I've had my favorite yeah. bosses. I have disagreements with them all the time. Yep. All the time. It's not, it's like, I remember I used to walk into my, my buddy, my now friend Rob, who is, you know, was at my wedding, who was my boss in Halifax. And I used to go into his office and say, this song is shit, you need to drop it. And that was his thing was music. He was really good at music. And this song sucks, you really need to drop and it. And in turn, <laughs> in turn, he would tell me, like I would do breaks and I was at the beginning of my career and he, he'd look at me sometimes and go, so uh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was terrible. Like, you know, and I was 20. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's sort of what happens. You, that's how you get the best out of each other. So I, I don't think it's a big deal. And another manufactured thing to me, and this is something that Nick Kiprios has talked about. Please be going there. Please that be Glenn going Healy there. has talked about now. Oh, please be going there. Now, Nick Kiprios said this, and I want to be specific when I say this because it's only fair to him. What he said was the feeling around the NHL is Mark Hunter has a better resume for general manager. I transcribed it today, Adam. Then, then Kyle Dubas. Please go ahead, Steve. Well, okay, sorry. And just, just to get this out there, here's what he said about the Matthews thing. It's common for star players sometimes to battle with their coaches over things like ice time, which I think is fair. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, what isn't common is a week is that happening a week after exit meetings. So it's clear that this is a priority for Babcock and hoping to smooth things out. So come training camp, I think everyone's on the same page. Now... The transcription of what you're talking about. Well, a lot of executives that I've spoken to really believe that when it comes to the next general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, it certainly goes in the favor of Mark Hunter for no other reason than his resume. And a lot of executives still believe that Kyle Dubas's pales in comparison to the years of experience and multiple Memorial Cups. The issue for Brendan Shanahan moving forward is if he does decide to go with Kyle Dubas, many believe he runs the risk of losing Mark Hunter, who would have a tough time answering to Kyle Dubas. And Friedman says, by the way, it's believed Hunter and Shanahan met yesterday to discuss the situation and see uh, where it was going to go. And we'll see what the announcement eventually is, whether it is Hunter or Dubas or someone else. Yes, Adam? I would like to read a tweet. I want to read it. I want you to read it. I want to read it. It's from a guy who tweets a lot, who we give a hard what time for tweeting Birch a lot. Say? It is Stephen Birch. <laughs> but he, this is this is a great tweet. So just a little perspective on the Dubas versus Hunter debate and earning things. Mm. Dubas began as a stick boy for an OHL club 21 years ago. He worked his way up through hockey ops, scouting, while earning a university degree, by the way, working as an NHL player agent, then as an OHL GM, an AHL GM, and an NHL AGM. Mark Hunter played 12 years in the NHL. Then he became the coach of the Sarnia Sting for five years, with a one-year stop in St. John's with the Baby Leafs to varying degrees of success. Then he bought an OHL team in London, head coached them for one year, and has won with huge resources. Wait, he bought them? He owns the London Knights. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark, uh, Mark Hunter. That's, that's, our, that's why it's our OHL team. <clears throat> oh, me without a T. Go ahead. Mark Hunter. The guy who is the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Go ahead, Jesse. Is the owner mm. of the Knights mm. that play in London, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. 
not the the, the very same. Yeah. yeah. The the like he owns a hundred percent. I believe it's the Hunt's uh, family. I don't know the specifics, Jesse. The Ontario Hockey League team, London Knights. Yeah, Dominant bit. Mitch Marner team. Interesting. Now, they are, is, they are our I OHL no farm idea. club. There's no question. There's our, it's, they, it's the Leafs OHL farm club. Well, and anyone who's, <laughs> wow. a, big, it anyone who's a big OHL <laughs> fan also knows Knights. History of suspicion and shenanigans. If we're going to talk about their resume. But look. While that is a good point, and well, yeah, that is fishy, Jesse. And while I just said the I thing that I said, uh, okay, sorry. More like cod. Let me take those words back. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no Jesse, how no, dare no, you? That didn't make no. sense. Cod is a fish. It was more like beef. No, that was, beef is no, already a term. No. It doesn't make how sense. How about we either. just keep going with whatever Steve's going with? It was more with. like chicken. I think that one works. You're going to have to rent a backhoe if you dig any deeper. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I did a great job. Well, anyway, Continue. so while all those things are duly noted about Mark Hunter, I think too many people are making this a versus thing. Like, Leaf fans, you know, anyone who's talking bad about Dubas or talking bad about Hunter, remember, same team. Well, and same team. Ideally, the Leafs keep both. Well, and, and they get along splendidly. That's where I feel like this is a manufactured narrative. On yes. that point, I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe any of this. Mm. No, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. You believe that if the Leafs hire Kyle Dubas, they're going to lose Mark Hunter. I don't believe that. That's I what I'm saying. Everything Nick Kiprio said was true. Yeah. Executives think. That's all he said. Executives think. Now it doesn't mean they're going to do no, that. Kiprios's job is to talk to people and go around the league and. Say, the what they, the say what they said to him. Yeah. Take the temperature of the room. And it's so difficult to get Leafs news internally. That's how you get it. What Nick Kiprios can't do that I'm about to do is go, yeah, well, my source is full of shit. Dude, it's literally just guessing. whoever he's talking to going, well, here's, Dale what, here's what I think. Here's what I would do. And are you telling me Folks around the NHL would default to the old guy? You don't say. No way. No way are NHL people who allowed an expansion franchise to make it to the final four defaulting to the old guy just because. No way no are way. the folks of this forward thinking, not Mickey Mouse and backward at all league, going with the old guy just for fun. No way. No they way, think Dubas's resume pales in comparison. Uh, yes, he's 20 years younger. Maybe more? I how would like to Mark see, Hunter? How about you line up Mark Hunter and dinner. Kyle Dubas's resume at the same age? Kyle Dubas owns Kraft Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Dubas Dinner. Got a show title. <laughs> well done. There it is. Dubas Dinner. <laughs> Alliteration. Yes, Adam. Question from the audience. Yes. First time, long time. Uh, you there, Adam. If Adam from Burlington. If Mark Hunter was such a slam dunk candidate, as some people would have you say, because that's, Glenn Healy said it's the poison pill. What? The poison pill that, that Brendan Shanahan has to take. No matter what, he loses one of them. This is what he said on Sportsnet Abs 590. And I not. disagree, and I don't think that's the case. What... What he was suggesting was there's no way Mark Hunter's going to take uh, 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 orders from a younger man. Which is bananas. He just currently does, by the way. Brendan so, Shanahan is younger than him. Literally does. Uh, Continue. Beyond that, 
Beyond that, if Mark Hunter was so in demand as a general manager, why wasn't Colorado knocking down the door to hire him last summer? Why didn't we ever hear about that? Why have we not heard one rumor about any team coming to get Mark Hunter as a general manager? You know why? Because Mark Hunter doesn't want to leave. Because Mark Hunter's got a pretty sweet, sweet job. He makes as much money as he could ever want. And he owns a team where he makes more money. And and he's insane success. <laughs> and and also, he gets to scout, which is what he loves to yeah. do. Also, I'll I'll give I'm purely assuming that Mark Hunter actually wants to stay and would stay as a general manager. Because it's not like I know. It's not like I have sources. But I'm giving him the credit of believing that he's willing to do all those things. If he is not, and this is hypothetical, because I don't know. I'm talking about a hypothetical person right now. I'm talking about a Mark Hunter that thinks I will not take orders from this younger person. I will, as some people said, just go back to my junior team. You're the Toronto Maple Leafs. You are an over a billion dollar club. If someone, if someone's plan B is I'm just going to go to my junior team, you spit in their face and pack their bags for them. How dare you? We brought you in in 2014. You wasted our time. Your backup plan was the London night. Get out of here. You bum. If that is what he said. I don't think that's Which I don't think is what he said at all. No. You have, your other aspiration is, well, I'll just go play with my hockey team that I bought. What? What? Sorry. I'm getting angry at a hypothetical human being. I don't think that's Mark Hunter's attitude. I don't think the Leafs would bring those that uh, person like that on. If you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and someone's backup plan is I'll just go work for a junior team, you pack their shit for them. What happened to it's Dubas's job and it's the plan and why is everybody trying to wait? Because they're from manufacturing that? a storyline here. This is this is a bunch of guys. They and, said they said the same shit four years ago. This is a bunch of guys who you have to remember are a part of that club. Yeah, and mm. and. And, and I'm not talking about Kipper or Glenn Healy. They may have talked to guys who are part of that club. That's You're what I mean. That's what the trusted hockey I'm man. talking about the trusted, trusted hockey man yeah. thing. And isn't it interesting that as soon as Kyle Dubas's name's brought up, so is John Chakis. And, and, and it's like, well, we, well, that experiment clearly failed in Arizona, so you know the Leafs had better go to the safe route. The problem here is that there is nothing. There's nothing to see here. And, and that's what's frustrating. There is literally nothing. So the there was the widely reported rumor that at the 2015 draft, who who got into an argument? It was Mark Hunter it was, it was and Mike Dubas and Hunter, right? No. Oh, wasn't? Oh shit, who was it? It was Babcock and Hunter. Oh, weird. Why haven't we heard a single <laughs> freaking thing about that rocky relationship? Why is where does Babcock needs to fly to London before he goes to Denmark. He needs to va- family vacation in London, Ontario. Speaking of, go Babcock, to the Sleeman Brewery. How will he? What? How will Mike Babcock take orders from a younger man? I don't know. I hate to bring up this man. Uh oh. I shouldn't hate to bring up this. I'm going to bring up Steve Simmons. Did you see his report on Sunday? I already no. hate it. Sorry, no, <laughs> no I'm, kidding, that I'm kidding. Babcock is upset that Lou is leaving. I mean. What? Yeah. What did he say? He wrote, I can bring it up. Disappointed. He wrote in a Sunday column that. You can be disappointed that one of the best general managers ever is leaving, yeah. But he's not leaving. leaving. That's another one. That's another one I can't stand. What? There's this whole thing about him going to the Islanders just because his kid's there. Again, I ask, in what capacity and why? See, the interesting thing about that, though, Adam, is I, I want to go hard 
at Lou isn't going to leave. But if he does leave, it'll be overnight. Like, it'll be one of those things where we do a podcast about how ridiculous it is that he's leaving, and then we'll find out he's left the Leafs and joined the Islanders, like, within an hour of the podcast. So. Right. That's how it that. was when, when he got to yeah, the Leafs. You're right, you're right. I was like, wait, I, th- I thought he was still with the Devils. What the hell happened? Do you want me to read this to you guys? Yes. The line about Babcock and Lou. Word around is that Mike Babcock wasn't happy with the kicking upstairs of Lou Lamorello as Leafs general manager. Not what happened. As singular as Babcock and Lamorello may be, the two had an excellent relationship in their three years working together. And then he goes into a thing about uh, the Leafs having a 100-point season and a bevy of exciting young players. How quickly would you, sign, would you have signed up on that? And for that, you might have built a statue for Lamorello, not show him the door. They haven't shown so him. That's, that's this was the plan! What? So he says... This was the plan. He said it was the plan. Lou Lamorello said this was the plan. How many times do we have to bring that fucking quote up? Come on, guys. Are we serious with this crap? This is so lazy. So lazy. We're better than this. Okay. Here's, here's, okay. Can I read it for you one more time? The full quote. Kick him upstairs? Fine. Ron Francis got kicked upstairs. Dale Talon. Word around is that Mike Babcock wasn't happy with the kicking upstairs. You can... Debate that phrase however you want of Lou Lamorello to debate. It's as incorrect. Leafs general manager. As singular as Babcock and Lamorello may be, the two had an excellent relationship in their three years working together. Word was Phil Kessel ate a lot of hot dogs in Toronto too. The so two of you, Leafs, ask yourself this, Leafs fans. Leafs fans. If someone had told you three years ago that the Leafs would be in the playoffs twice, had a record 100 plus point season, had a bevy of young, exciting players, and were on their way. How quickly would you have signed up on that? And for that, you might have built a statue for Lamorello, not shown him the door. Well, first off, no, with the statue. <laughs> He's right in the, in the sense that, man, when, we, when Mike Babcock came in here and said there will be pain, I, if you had told me that two that out of the it. next three seasons, <laughs> yeah, two out of the next three seasons they were going to make the playoffs, I'd have been over the moon. Yes. This is great. But again, I go back to Brendan Shanahan brought Lou Lamorello in with this in mind. This is how this was supposed to go. This is how they said it would go. This is the one thing, the one thing they've told us. This is the one piece of information. This is what's so great about the Leafs. They tell you nothing, and the one thing they do tell you, nobody believes because it's the Leafs. It's such a power move. It's unbelievable. They, they must have read the book, The 48 Laws of Power, because they are playing us like a freaking fiddle. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I, and I, I just don't understand. Whether Lou leaves or not is immaterial. This was the plan. This was always the plan. And by the way, the plan is for sure for Lou to still be there as a resource. Why would Lou leave? He's 75 years old. Why wouldn't he just enjoy his life in Toronto, make the same amount of money, do less, and still be involved in a very exciting franchise? I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why that's an insult. Why him, Lou Amarello's legacy, believe it or not, when Kyle Dubas comes in and is a success, will be even more Glamorous. Lou Lamarillo's legacy isn't even in Toronto. No, no it's not. It's in New Jersey. Like, you this, don't even think of him as Toronto's like, GM. This is like the It's still weird. It's not he got hired and is leaving the position, <laughs> and it's still weird. Oh, he, he's in New Jersey, right? Yeah, it was the beginning. <laughs> yeah. His time with the Leafs has, 
as GM has begun and ends, but this, and it's still weird. This is the exclamation point. It's still the, weird that Babcock's coach. If, if, if Kyle Dubas isn't hired, who does that reflect poorly on? Brendan Shanahan. And? Lou Lamorello. So about, sorry. Because those two I guys are the guys that were supposed to mentor him. Yeah, I, no, it's, it's the plan. And I don't, what, I don't know why this anybody... Is Lou's, this I, is Lou's legacy, I, guys. So Lou did a lot of great things as general manager of this team. And, and I think more than just the moves, the culture. Well, the culture, absolutely. But the bevy of young players. Yeah. Like William Nealon. Nope, that was 2014. Okay. Like uh, Mitch Marner. Nope, that was 2015. Okay. Uh, like uh, Travis Dermott. Nope, sorry, that was 2015 also. Okay. Uh, like uh, Andre- Andreas Johnson. <laughs> nope. No, that nope. was a hard nope. pick. That was, that, was, that was before. Oh, well, he did the Phil Kessel trade, and that brought in Kasperi Kaepernick. Oh, no, that trade was made before Lou Lamorell. Who? Oh, shit. I think that was Dubas and Hunter. I think it they wasn't work. Lou. It was before he got there. I think they work well together. Uh, I think they Austin work well Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Lottery pick, but sure, we'll bend the goalposts for you there. Like, the bevy of young players, a lot of that was done by... Tweedledee and Tweedledum, who you don't think can do the job. What? And don't think that they can't work together. That's Which is also, it's insane that they can't work together. Oh, there's an OHL rivalry because Dubas used to be the GM of another team. Can I definitively say something? Whether the job goes to Hunter or Dubas, it's going to be awful. Not for the team, for Twitter. Oh, Twitter's going to suck. The team will be fine. Yep. Mm. Twitter yep. is going to The day out is going to be ruthless. No matter who is hired. If it's someone external... I think maybe everyone gets mad, depending on who that person is. If it's Dubas, we know who gets mad. And if it's Hunter, we know who gets mad. By the mad. way, Caps uh, and Penguins just went in overtime. <gasps> oh! anyway. Can we end the show? No. Before that no, happens? No, we have to no. keep going. Oh, we have, shit. We have to keep going. for a TV and there's none. Like, has overtime began? It's begun? coming. Oh, boy. So, All right, we got five minutes. So here's the thing. Turn the TV on. Oh, I, switch I can't that. turn the TV. Just throw it on sports then now. Um... <laughs> Dude. Or don't do that. Dude. No, I'm going to do Steve. it. Steve. I have the right, remote. What's next? Too bad. What's next? Press conference? Where's the box? <laughs> Let's do the press conference. Ah! It's a lot. Where's the box? It doesn't even matter that I have anything to say. <laughs> no, Adam. What's next? No, forget it. Go. The Presser. S-D-P. Suck. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Oh. How, how deep were we into the podcast? Is it around the time we should be ending? Hmm? Is it that deep? Uh, probably, yeah. All right. Ish. Do you guys have a name for the Seattle franchise? This is from Bungent Under Gungent. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have an awesome name, Bungent Under Gungent. I'm going to go with the Supersonics. Nope. The Mariners. Adam, do you have a name for Seattle? The Thunderbirds. Uh, the Seattle Brain. I don't know. No, I got nothing. Seattle Brain? Brain. Oh, the Seattle know. Galaxy super Brain. This is I thought super you said lame. Brain. So the Seattle Galaxy Brain. Now, let's let's wait till they pay their expansion fee before we get into this. Wow. I mean, really. Do you have an early pick for uh, Con Smythe? The, wait, the Seattle probably going to wear greens. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're early pick for Con Smythe? Second most upvoted question. Well, okay, we got to go each team that's remaining. So let's do Pittsburgh. Oh first. no, Sportsnet now won't even play. It won't even stream because the game's supposed to be over by now. What? Bummer. Do I pull up the game? I'm trying to pull up the game. Anyway, sorry. I can, I can do sorry, that. say that again. So funny if you just pull it up. Uh, 
Well, okay. okay here's flurry the, flurry no. for Vegas, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Jesse got it. Um, yeah, overtime hasn't started yet. Okay, good. But flurry who's your Vegas. early Con Smythe pick? Flurry mm-hmm. for Vegas, cool. Who else is left? Uh, Winnipeg. Bufflin. Shifley's been very good. Bufflin's been very good. good. I'll, I'll, I'll pick Shifley. Okay. Just because. Uh, Crosby for Pittsburgh because he can't be anybody else. Crosby for Pittsburgh. Yeah, as you pick against Crosby, you're blasphemy. Come on. Yeah. Um, and OV for Washington. Yeah. Backstrom. Kind of have to. Um, oh, man. Wouldn't that be great? Hand. Backstrom. Oh. His, his hand in a bandage can win. That's not good. <laughs> um, for Tampa. Victor Hedman. The whole team. Oh, Vasilevsky. You think He's so? been unbelievable. Yeah. I was watching the highlights on um, Sportsnet Connected. And uh, the entire highlight package was the three, the four goals. So it was three one, and then it was just saves by Vasilevsky. It was incredible. And he also, put on a great performance. It that to me is why Tampa is it, they're not getting nearly the cup uh, consideration that they should be. Mm-hmm. Is I can't remember who I saw it from today. I was I want to say MoneyPuck.com. They're the Vasilevsky stopping everything, and Tampa is allowing nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's they're really stingy, really stingy. They're exactly the type of team that you need to beat the Jets. Defensively sound, deep offensively, goalie playing out of Which his mind. Which is surprising that they're defensively sound because they played the crazy run-and-gun Toronto Maple Leafs type of hockey. Maybe they just learned to shut it down mm-hmm. a little bit. They got a crazy amount of playoff experience that we kind of forget because um, they haven't This won. is the third time in four years that they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. Three out of the four last years. It's amazing. And they made it in 2011, too. They took a little dip after that, but that's four conference oh, final appearances. Oh. <laughs> that's Jesus. four conference final appearances in a very short amount they of time. So Listen, good. we're grading on a leaf scale here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow. Are your picks alive still in the bracket challenge? Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Who's your Who's your conference final four? Uh, I think I had. Let me have a look at who made it through I didn't here. have Vegas, so I'm already out. Mm. And uh, I think I had... Nashville. I think I did have Vegas. I, suck. I did really bad. You did poorly, yeah. Um, I definitely had. Uh, did I have Winnipeg go through it? I'd have Nashville. I might have had Nashville. Um, but um, Tampa winning. Um, the Leafs not winning screwed me in the East. Oh, you picked the Leafs to yeah, win? Yeah, but I might have picked the Capitals to win. No, so, didn't you have them making it all the way to the final and yeah, losing? You, you had Who, the Leafs? Nashville yeah. no, I had Leafs, them, didn't you? I had Nashville Leafs, but I had Leafs winning. I will never bet against the Leafs oh. in the bracket challenge. That's okay. that's my one rule, okay. as I can never bet against the Leafs. Then I think yours, your final was Leafs over Nashville. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, one thing I wanted to say about the Toronto thing, I want to bring it back to this, it's very important. <laughs> oh boy. What The most important thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now and going into this this summer is not free agency, it's not right-handed D, it is their draft. They have graduated so many players over the last two years that that cupboard is looking a little empty. Well, and they better hit. They better hit. I mean, they've got some depth there. The Marlies just won seven one. But dude, game three, dude. That's we're not talking William Nylander talent coming out of there right now. Right, right. We're right, talking right. and nothing against Andreas Johnson. He could do. Maybe he get, becomes a Victor Arvidsson. Seven points in three or four games, and that's great. Yeah. But the point is. They need to stock up with elite talent other than Timothy Lilligren. Yeah, I think this happens to like every team. Sure, they if you graduate, graduate players, players and you go, uh oh, 
Uh, oh yeah, sorry. I guess I guess I'm agreeing with your point. The draft. But I, I point, sound like I disagree. My point is, this draft is a big one, and so is next year. These are big drafts for them because when if you you're look smart, at, every draft is a big one. Sure, but you look at Tampa, right? Yeah. How many drafts have they gone through since Steven Stamkos? Jeez, that was 2008. Right. Yeah, it's been like 10 years. And that's the thing. Wow. Look at the guys wow. they've picked up since then through the draft, and then and then through trade because of a great draft. You know, Sergachev. Headman. Uh, unsigned free agents as well. Vasilevsky, yeah, Yanni Gord, who I get apparently Kyle Dubas was a huge fan of. Yep. That's what I, I want to hear it. about. I want to hear about the draft. Let's talk about what they need to do with the draft. Well, and uh, I believe... I think they're picking 25th now or something like this. If, if, it's, if Pittsburgh loses tonight, it's 25th. Yeah, because uh, the Sharks could have leapfrogged them, but they lost. Uh, and then, yeah, Pittsburgh would be bad news if they lost too. But uh, a Kyle Dubas find, I believe, because he was originally signed to an AHL deal. I think he's on NHL deal now. And you got a few blogs who seem to be jumping on the train of this guy making the Leafs next year. I I find it very hard to believe, but Trevor Moore has been playing very good for the Marlies. Everyone's got their... their Yours is Pierre Engvall for some yeah, reason. Yeah, their pick they won't let go of, and mine's Pierre Engvall. I just, I want him. I want him to make the team. Uh, Janssen's going to make it. Grundstrom's going to have a pretty good shot at making it. Grundstrom's my guy. He makes it. Dermot is going to make it. Cabin. In all likelihood. And then there's the possibility of guys like Altanen and blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't, it starts with the draft, but it doesn't end there, right? You got to, you got to sign potentially guys from college. You got to sign potentially guys from junior. You got to, you got to do some digging. The Marlies have done a good job. The Leafs have done a good job of finding ECHL guys and graduating them them to the NHL, like skaters, not just goalies. Goalies, it's a little easier because there's so few jobs. And they don't always have to be all-stars. But like, for example, Justin Hall played games for the Leafs. Only two, but he did. And Byron Fraze played games for the Leafs. Granted, they sucked. But you know, it's tough. It's tough finding ECHL forwards. And I'm just... I'm giving you an example of <coughs> little things mm-hmm. that give you depth and make you a little better. If it makes you 0.2 points in the standings better, it's worth doing. You I'm know just what a mean? little I'm concerned genuinely about this this draft. People are talking, a lot of people are talking about what if you trade that and a defenseman for another defenseman or whatever it is they're talking about. I don't think this is the draft. I don't think so. Um, well, I mean I mean, you're, yes, you're drafting in 20, 20-something, 20 but, you know, remember PK and Duncan Keith and all those guys were 30, 40, 50th overall. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. We got to, yeah, they've got to hit on these picks. They got to hit like they hit on Dermot and Bracco and guys like that. That They need a Dermot to graduate in the next two years. But a pick at 25 is probably not going to play in the NHL for two or three years, especially a team like this. It's It's tough. They got a, they got some hard decisions to make. They could they could draft a really good player. They could trade the pick, and it's a great trade. I'm interested to see what they do. I, I this, wouldn't even be against them trading down and getting multiple seconds. There is so so much uh, on the go. Well, they, they don't even have a GM for starters. I wonder what the hell they're doing with Connor Carrick. I wonder what the hell they're doing with Josh Levo. I wonder what the heck they're doing with Matt Martin. They have three significant free agents. Their goaltending situation is. Actually, a lot weirder than I thought because they got, okay, do you sell high on Curtis McElhaney or sell high on Garrett Sparks? I think it'd both be selling high. They're both signed through next year. Sparks requires waivers to get sent down. 
Pickard is an RFA and Kasky Scroll is an RFA. So you got decisions to make on your entire goaltending depth, except for Freddie Anderson, who has played 66 games in both of the last two seasons. I would sell, so, I would sell high on both of those guys. Sell high. On both? But Why then not? who's your backup? Pickard. A free agent? Oh, Pickard? Gee. That's is an Calvin interesting Hick- thought, Adam. Is Calvin Pickard a, a bad backup? But then who do you have behind him? Kasky Swole? If you can get him on an A. You need to get him on an AHL deal, don't you? Well, no, it'd, be, it'd have to be two-way. Okay. You yeah. get him on a two-way deal. Would he have to clear waivers on that two-way I deal? I don't think so. I think he's young enough. I might be wrong. Then, then he's your starter with the Marlies next year. Also, I don't think he'd get claimed. But. And also, we don't know what goalies look like, really, until they're 20, 21. Well, and also in the NHL. You know, like, yeah, the point has been made. Like, there are the goalie equivalent of, like, TJ Brennan, you know. That are AHL All-Stars. All-Star, and then they get up to the NHL. Like, Sparks has been stopping everything down there. But Jesse and I were at a game where he stopped a puck without a glove. (laughs) Yeah. He's chaotic. A lot of his saves are super fun to watch because he's really athletic. But I just, I wonder, I wonder what, like, goalie coaches would say about him. I'm curious to know because he's not the cookie cutter Carey Price, very stoic, doesn't have to move a whole lot style. He's all over the freaking place. A guy, a, the sort of guy who would have cleaned up 15 years ago in the in the NHL. What matters in goaltending most right now? Stopping pucks. <laughs> no. What matters for goaltending most? Uh, form. Body position. Body position. Yeah. And if Garrett Sparks isn't good at that, the Leafs are not going to be interested. Also, how big is he compared to Pickard? Because that's usually they're what they all go big. With. Every one of those, uh, every one of the five goalies in the uh, Leafs professional system is 6'1 or taller. Good. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys read the comment on our Dave Notice was interviewed by the Minnesota Wild? Oh, yeah. Oh, we had to bring that up. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so happy. So, report is Minnesota Wild interviewed Dave Notice further. Along with John. a bunch of other people, right? Like John Ferguson Jr. and. I assume. I hope they bring in Notice and Ferguson Jr. Well, TY Guy 105 wrote on our Reddit page. Dave Notice walks out of interview. Well, Potato, seems you're next. (laughs) (laughs) Which might be the funniest thing ever on our Reddit. I I, I think that's the peak of the show right there. We should just end it. Oh, I have to apologize. Why? I. It's actually Miss Columbia. Sorry. No. Last episode. I disrespected a great person in our society. I accept your apology. Not you, Steve, and I feel oh. really bad about it, and I, I feel like it's my right to apologize on the same platform where I made my mistake. Last episode, I called Bad Baby, Bad Barbie, and people told me that I got it wrong, and I, I don't know how I could have said her name incorrectly. I'm going to call myself out for knowing that both of you were wrong, but mm. not having the confidence to be like, no, Steve, they're wrong. I was just like, you know what? It must be Bad Barbie. If it's I, two verse one, I bet it's Bad Barbie. Yeah, and if we uh, we did a terrible job. I think we should all be ashamed of ourselves. Also, someone was mad that you're a Little Tay fan. Little Tay made me laugh a couple times. Give yeah. her credit. Also, I don't think they understood that you were joking. Yeah. And that you weren't you, you actually a, a fan dry. of a nine-year-old. Am I dry? A little, a little dry. Just I've, a little I've never of, heard that before. I, mm. You may be the Sahara Desert of uh, per, That's personalities. That's dry. 
So, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> By the way, uh, Eric Engels, you should know, is tweeting about the uh, Brad Marchand situation. Who, so, me? Uh, no, Sorry. no, he's not no, doing I'm that. No, I'm joking. Here's, here's what he said. Eric wouldn't do that. Eric is like the last guy. He said, uh, I wish is I could. Is he the nicest? Sorry. I wish I could. Somebody tried to tell me, by the way, that nice is a bad thing, and they sent me a meme about why nice is a, is a bad word because it doesn't mean anything. So I should use something else. Oh, you saw the George Carlin bit. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Anyway, so many things is there are like George Carlin bit. Yeah, about being nice? he's so nice. Doesn't it's, really mean anything. It's nice is nice is vanilla. Nice doesn't mean anything. I'm like, you guys know what I mean. I say nice as in they're good people, and I really so enjoy nice. their company. And she's nice. So Eric Engels wrote, uh, I wish I could say I was trying to be clever with my on-the-nose tweet about Brad Marchand's response to the Habs, but in truth, I was just acknowledging he would put them in their place. I had a pretty good laugh when he replied to me with a fat joke. I make fat jokes about myself all the time. I could take it. And if he thought I was insulting him, I get why he fired back. I wasn't, but it was immediately clear why he thought I was. I feel bad about it, but I can't change it. Next time I see him, I'll tell him as much. Meanwhile, I thought about uh, about the general reaction to his reply and couldn't help but wonder how it would be received if he had said the same thing to a female reporter. Like, what would that be the final straw for him in Boston if he'd written that to a woman? I doubt it ever crossed his mind. It was clear he thought up a quick response and just hit send. I should have thought more about what I was tweeting too. A lesson for me to take forward. Wow. He took it there. Is he wrong? No, I'm just surprised he said it. That's all. That's a hypothetical. It's it's uh, it's just a little strange to be like, what if thing that didn't yeah. happen? The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if what if it's fictional thing? What yeah. if I came in here wearing only my underwear? How would that have changed the show? <laughs> you know, Jesse and I would. Have to consider another host. I have very hairy shoulders. Do you? Yeah, I do. See, that's how you know you're getting old. That's an old guy thing. No, I've had hairy shoulders since I was 16, man. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I got so hair you just early. have those. I just, I'm hairy. Just hairy. Justin Fisher has hairy shoulders, too. It's, it must be a I thought Justin Fisher a, was a, a god. Thing. I thought he just had no hair and no, 18 no, he's abs. Got a lot of hair. If <laughs> Eric Engels was a potato, how big is Brad Marchand's nose? <laughs> Man, question of the show. Yo, let's throw that up on Reddit and see what happens. <laughs> the answer, of course, is Athens. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.